Parshas Vayigash, December 16th, December 16th, 1939, on the German calendar, in the Warsaw Ghetto. <coughs> so the Torah says, Vayipol al-Tzavari binyamin achiv vayayif. There's a lot of crying that goes on. Parshas Vayigash, Yosef HaTzadik and his brothers, Yaakovinu and Yosef, are crying. So it says in Torah, Vayipal HaTzavari binyomin achiv Yosef, that Yosef HaTzadik fell onto the, onto the neck of his brother Binyomin, he was crying. And Binyomin was crying in Yosef's neck. Everybody knows Rashi says, Pirish Rashi. Shal hamikdoshos shasidim lios bechalkeim v'lecharev bachu. But each one knew that there was going to be a makom hamikdash on the territory and the place of the other. Yosef at Sadik knew that by Binyamin would be the area of the Kodesh that belongs to Binyamin, and Binyamin somehow knew with Ruach Hakodesh that Yosef at Sadik's place was going to be in Shiloh. The Mishkan in Shiloh was by the area, was the territory of Yosef at Sadiq. So each one was crying for the Chorban of the other. And that's also the Indian of Davka the Tzavar, the neck, as the Svarm explained, it says in Shir Shir, Kemigdal David Tzavarech, the Besamikdish is compared to a neck that joins the head with the, the higher part of who we are with the lower the lower part of the body. So the Beis HaMikdash, the Mokom HaMikdash, is referred to as Kemigdal David Tzavarech, like the neck, because the Beis HaMikdash is that place that's con- that connects the world above with the world below. So they're crying over the Chorban, over the future Chorbanas that are going to happen. The Rebbe, of course, is going to bring all of this into the present Chorban that he was living in. And he begins with Venovina, we need to understand. Hagam Be'echov Ksiv, we see that in his, in the moment of the pious that he had with his brothers, when they were reunited, and Yosef Sadik said, Ani Yosef. So we see that there also it says, Vayinoshek Lakol Echov. He kissed all of his brothers. He cried with all of his brothers. Once Yosef HaTzadik is crying, right afterwards he's crying with the other brothers, it's no longer about the Besamikdash. Apashtus, of course, is that the union between Yosef and Binyamin is that Yosef had Yosef's Yosef's territory would contain, would be the place of the Mishkan and Shiloh, and Binyamin's would be the place of the Kodesh Kodesh and Besamikdish. But the Rebbe explains of Meseches Rosh Hashanah, we see there that the neck represents something else. Not just the Besamikdish, it represents something else. Of Meseches Rosh Hashanah, Al mitzvahs lav lehenis nitnu. When the Gemara is 
explaining the din that mitzvahs were not given to us for our for the purpose, for the goal of our personal pleasure. Mitzvahs lav lehen is nitnu. Pirish Rashi, elo laol al tzavareyim nitnu. But rather, the mitzvahs were given to us as an ol, as a yoke, as a responsibility, as an achrayis that we carry upon our neck, which means the shoulder and the head, the neck. We carry that upon ourselves. The mitzvahs are not given for, for fun. To enjoy mitzvahs, to feel the masikas, that's very, very nice. But that's not the underlying yisod of a mitzvah. It's a Kabbalah soul. We accept responsibility to do the will of Hashem. That's the rationale for the din of mitzvahs lav lehenes nitnu, which, of course, has many, many nafkamines na halacha, mitzvahs lav lehenes nitnu. So here we find also the neck. So the Rebbe is finding something else here. The crying between Yosef and Binyamin on the neck and each other's necks is a symbol is a symbol of the terrible anguish that the tzaddikim that the tzaddikim felt, knowing with the Ruach HaKadosh that there's going to be a Chorban and as a result of the Chorban, Jews are going to throw off of themselves the Ol HaMitzvahs. Jews are going to lose hope, they're going to lose faith and as a result of suffering and Chorban the mitzvahs that we carry upon our necks, our shoulders, our necks that those mitzvahs many, many Jews are going to say I'm, I'm finished there'll be Perek all mitzvahs it's not the destruction of the buildings per se which is of course a tragedy the Besamikdash, the Mishkan it's the Tzavar, it's that it's that fixture in the universe that connects above and below and of course there's a great tragedy with the Chub Besamikdash but the Rebbe says that's what's being alluded to here is also the outcome of the Chub when Jews live through terrible destruction and they feel abandoned by Hashem Baruch. What, what happens, what results from that is widespread precursor al mitzvahs where Jews don't want to carry anymore the mitzvahs upon themselves, upon their tzavarim, on their necks. They don't want to carry. Like, an, like it's used at tzavar like the animal that carries, that pulls. So Jews, when they live through churban, the outcome of churban is precursor all is an abandonment of, of mitzvahs. This, of course, is something that anybody who's lived through Chorben knows to be true. So, Yosef and Binyamin are crying over the Bate Migdash, the Mishkan and the Migdash. And they're crying over what they knew would end up being mitzvahs that would be neglected and Yiddishkeit that would be thrown off and neglected as a result of the Chorban. Now, the question still is, if that's the case, then all of the brothers should be crying on, each, on, on their necks. So the Rebbe continues, Akol ish Yisrael yesh ol Every Jew, Every Jew who shows me mitzvahs, 
every Jew who's observant of mitzvahs carries upon his his neck, on his tzavar, he carries upon himself the ol, the achrayis, the responsibility to keep mitzvahs. Shekazois v'chazos muchuchulasais b'tor mitzvahs b'chal yom. And he knows that he has to put on tefillin today. He knows that he has to learn Torah. He knows that he has to stay away from such and such affairs. So every Jew wears the ol upon his neck. And in this, in this case as well, the neck represents that which binds a person like the base of is the neck which binds the mind and the heart, and the mitzvah preserves that. The mitzvah preserves that. That bond. That holds together a person and connects him to Hashem as Baruch. Gamach of you Not only does a Jew have to carry upon his neck the mitzvahs, he has to be careful with every word that he says, with every thought that he has. It's a tremendous all that be carried. And a Jew, even when he has meniyas, even when there are things that are in the way, even when there are obstacles, even there are very, when there are terrible, difficult challenges and tests, <laughs> a Jew is mischazik. He strengthens himself and he leans over and he continues to be a Jew and he carries and he carries Yiddishkeit on his neck despite the challenges that he has in his life that's what it means to be a Yid that's what it means to be a Jew Masha Enik came but then the baby says but sometimes it's not just a regular difficult day it's always hard and we're always we're always conscious of the old that we carry upon ourselves. We, Baruch Hashem, have very good lives. We're not, thank God, we're not living through any churban. Even so, just to be a Jew means to carry that all. There's a terrible lotion that they use in Eretz Yisrael for somebody who's not religious. Not just chiloni, which is a self-bed. They use another word that the secular Jews created. They call it chavshi. You ever hear it? No? Yeah, who chavshi? Chavshi means he's not religious. But what does the word chavshi mean? It means free. Chavshi. Free. Unfettered. Unbound. Chavshi. That's what they... Liot am chavshi. They want to be. Chavshi. doesn't only mean from... Liot am chavshi means to be independent as a nation, as a people, but it means to be chavshi man mitzvah. It's an expression that goes all the way back to Chazal. <clears throat> so just to be just to be a Shem Mitzvah a person who wears an all we're proud of it and there are times that that we feel the excitement of that but it's an all but that's until it comes to a Chorban Mamish a Chorban Mashen Kink Shabbat Eis Chorban Shatzaros Mesgarbos Ma'oid when it comes to a Chorban Mamish and the tsaros and misgarbus ma'oid, and the tsaros become terrible. Misgarbus ma'oid. <coughs> 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 
And everything that's holy to the Jewish people is destroyed. The shuls, the yeshivas, the tefillin are thrown into fire, the svarim are thrown into fire. Everything is destroyed. Then, not only are Jews neglectful when it comes to the or when it comes to the mitzvahs that they're unable to keep because of their enemies, because of the Chorban. Okay. They can't keep those things. They can't keep them. But it's not only that. What happens many times is that even the things that they can keep, they can't bear it anymore. So there's a certain part of, of the Yiddishkeit during the Chorban that our enemies are not letting us keep. And therefore, the Goyim are taking those mitzvahs and ripping them off of our necks, ripping the mitzvahs off of our backs. But what happens at B'Shas HaChurban, when the Tzoros HaMazgabim Kol Kach, is that it's not only what the Goyim are taking away the mitzvahs, but Jews themselves begin to, begin to unburden themselves completely of all mitzvahs. That's what the Rebbe is saying. As lo rak at the time of the at the time of Churban, it's not only the Jews stop keeping the things that they can't keep, because the Goyim are not letting us keep. Not only do they stop keeping those things, Rak Haol, Haol, the whole all of being a Jew, even what you can keep. disappears. They throw off. because of the great Zebrachenkai. Hatsar, the anguish and the brokenness. <coughs> they can't go on living those lives. So even what they can keep, they just separate themselves from everything. So Yosef and Binyamin were crying on each other's necks. It's not just about the Beis Hamikdash and the Mishkan. It's about Churban. It's about Jewish suffering. The Rebbe turns the focus from Bat Hamikdash to Jewish misery bechlal, to Churban. And Yosef at Tzadik and Binyamin at Tzadik are the tzaddikim that are crying because they know very, very well that in the future, when their children and grandchildren are going to go through Churbanus, misery and suffering. Not only, are going to, not only are they going to lose in the future the Beis HaMikdash and the Mishkan, they're going to lose themselves. They're going to throw off everything. They're going to throw off everything. So it's interesting is the other brothers. There the Torah doesn't say that there's any crying on the neck. It doesn't say. It's just they were crying. It doesn't say Al-Tzavareyah. Lo pirish Rashi So Rashi, therefore, by the other brothers, doesn't say anything about the Chorb, because the Tzavar, the neck, is talking about the Chorb. It's a mitish Chorb and Shiloh. What the Rebbe seems to be saying 
is that Yosef and Binyamin, the tzaddikim, are crying over the Khurban itself. They're crying over the Khurban, over the destruction, and over the anticipated the anticipated loss of faith that comes as a result of the Khurban. The brothers are just crying. It could be what the Rabbi is saying is that the brothers are already in that place where the Khurban is so complete there's no longer a neck to cry upon. There's no longer any Torah mitzvahs. It means Jews who are who have completely, completely left. There's no longer. Yosef HaTzadik and Benyam HaTzadik are still crying over the neck. <clears throat> There's still a mitzvah of some, of some mitzvahs, of some Kabbalah's old. But when the Churban becomes so terrible, there's no longer... There's no longer a tzavah to cry on. There's no longer a neck to cry upon because there's been a complete precast all. It's past the Chorban, beyond the Chorban. It's beyond the Chorban. Jews are just crying. But it's not anymore about Torah Mitzvahs. It's already gone. V'zahar Remez Gam but then once again we see when Yosef and Yaakov are back together once again we see that Yosef falls onto Yaakov's neck But of course, Yaakov does not fall onto the neck of Yosef at Sadiq. This is one of the difficult Rashi's in Chumash, most difficult Rashi's in Chumash, <coughs> that everybody's always talking about. That they finally get together, and Yosef at Sadiq is crying on the neck of Yaakov Avinu. And Yaakovinu was saying Kriyashma, was man Kriyashma. The morale and Goraye over there and all the Mepharshim are talking about this. It wasn't, <coughs> couldn't work out another way somehow. When Naidas Akushi Besifrei Kreik Dushas Adonia Avi Mari, Harava Kodesh, he says, My father asked, Lama Davke Bishah Zukara Kriyashma. Well, Yaakovina Davke Bishozu, it's not a coincidence. When it came out, Yaakovina said, Oh, I'm sorry. Sayyusman Krishma. Yaakovina didn't wait till Sayyusman Krishma. So, why is it that Yosef is sobbing on the neck of Yaakovina and Yaakovina is saying Krishma? And, Vilama Lokar Yosef Krishma is. And if it's Takad is my Krishma, then they should both be saying Kriyashma. So why isn't Yosef a Tzadik saying Kriyashma? But according to what we're learning, we could understand. Since here also it says that Yosef threw himself upon Yaakov's neck. It's hinting to what we learned earlier, that Yosef is now crying with his father. 
Al Ha'ol Shebetzav. That Yosef is crying on his father's neck as a simon, as a remez of what's going to be happening in the future. That soon all of Yaakov's children are going to have to go down into Golis. And in Golis, what's going to happen is when we're going to, many, many Jews in Golis are going to lose their connection to Terimitsis. They're going to throw off the all from the neck. So Yosef Tzadik is really asking his father, he's crying on the neck and saying, and, and by that he's saying to his father, and what's going to be with all that you implanted within us? What's going to be with all of this elokus that you gave us? We're going to be going, the family is going to be going down to Mitzrayim, which is the Erva Sa'aretz, which is the filth of Golas. And all that we achieved until now, and all that you worked so hard for, to build the neck of the Jewish, of your children, that they should be able to carry upon themselves Amuna and Torah and Mitzvahs, everything is now going to be thrown off in Golis. It's going to be lost. So Yosef HaTzadik is crying on the neck of Yaakov Avinu. What's going to be with Mitzvahs when the Jewish people are in Golis? What's going to be in the future? So what's Yaakov Avinu's response? Veherlo Yaakov Avinu Kriyashma. Yaakov Avinu is basically saying, stop crying. Stop crying. There's no crying now. Yaakov even started to say Kriyashma. Poshit b'mesiris nefesh. What Yaakov even showed Yosef at Sadiq is that there's only one way for Jews to remain Jews in the future. There's only one way for Jews to continue on in Golis, and that's only with mesiris nefesh, with Kriyashma. Only with Kriyashma, with Shema Yisrael Hashem, Al-Kenem Hashem Achad, with Amunah Pshuta, with Mesirus Nefesh. That's the only way. That's the answer to Yosef HaTzadik's tears. Is there going to be a Jewish people? Will the Jewish people somehow survive Mitzrayim and future Chorbanas? So the Rebbe is saying to the Olam there in Warsaw that the Jews will survive. We're surviving now. And somehow we will survive. That doesn't mean that everyone will survive. But Yiddishkeit will survive. Because as long as we're Moise Nefesh, there'll be Yiddishkeit. As long as we say Kriyashma. As long as Kriyashma means we're Moise Nefesh. Hashem lokeinu Hashem echad. Poshet b'mesirus Nefesh. V'gam ki isa b'seifa ha-kodesh mo'or v'shamesh. She'ish sh'oyma b'boike Kriyashma ketikuna. The more of Hashem says that when a Jew says Krishna in the morning properly with Kavana, that that Kavana of Krishna in the morning will help him throughout the day. That throughout the day he'll remain a Jew and somehow will be able to carry the Ola Mitzvahs throughout the rest of the day. So too, Yaakovina was saying to Yosef that if we continue to say Krishna, not just to say the words, but if we continue to be Moisa Nefesh, Mesirus Nefesh, and Hashem is going to be putting us through tremendous tests, and it's not going to be easy. But there's only one solution. There's only one way to see to it that with all of the Chorbanas, with all of the Tsaras, that we're going to remain, that we're going to remain Jews, and that's with Kriyashma. That's with, that's with Mesirus Nefesh, with the Mesirus Nefesh.
I don't know if in, in your neighborhoods, but certainly in our neighborhood, and also because I, I, I'm, I'm a Rav, I have a lot, a lot of people coming to collect money. You know, Mishulachim. Mishulachim that come to collect, especially on Sunday. Half of it, just packs out. Comes to the five towns. And I, I meet all these chaver when I get there to sell. You know, I meet them. And the last, the last 15, 20 years, there are a lot of Russians that are coming around. Many of these people are not Jewish. They're just not, they're not Jewish. There are many that are not Jewish. The ones that speak Yiddish, of course, they're Jewish. And the ones that, that and those who can speak Yiddish, they're very proud of that. And they're Jewish, and they come right away, and they start talking in Yiddish, and then you know who they are. There are others that don't speak a word of Yiddish. Now, that's, with the young ones, that's not a surprise. They don't know Yiddish. The older ones who are 70, 80 years old, they should still know some Yiddish. But whether they're young or they're old, I always, I, I always say, Shema Yisrael. And the ones that can't finish that sentence, I'm not comfortable giving. I'll give them anyway a dollar, but I'm not going to give more than a dollar. I'm not going to give them an adar. I don't want to turn people away. But if you can't finish that sentence, Shema Yisrael, I'm a supergavir Jew. Now maybe that's getting thin these days. Maybe there are people that don't know how to say Shema anymore. And I'm a little bit in the old days. I'm a little bit in the earlier times. But I would say that I see that many of them, this, that they don't, I, if you say to them anything, in, anything Jewish, they don't know. But you say Shema, they start to go, Yisrael HaShem Elokeinu HaShem That they still know. Unless somebody taught them to memorize that, they were probably briefed. <laughs> that could be. Maybe they're taking me for a ride with a Shema. And I have to tell them to say Vahavta. I don't know. <laughs> But they say, Shema Yisrael HaShem HaKenu That much is still left. That much is still left. So Yaakov Inu says Kriyashma. It wasn't that it was just because he hit the Zman Kriyashma. It's the Zman Kriyashma. Golos is Zman Kriyashma. Golos is Zman Kriyashma because the only way to survive Golos is to recognize that it's a time that unless you bind yourself to Hashem HaKenu HaShem with mysterious nefesh, to keep mitzvahs with mysterious nefesh, you're not going to come out Jewish. Your kid's not going to be Jewish. It's going to be finished. That's what Yaakov was saying, Kriyashma. I believe that that's the pshat. Not, it sounds like it's, a, it's Jewish, and it's a nice Jew. I believe that's the pshat. That's what Yaakov was saying. Kriyashma, mysterious nefesh. That's the only way. Mysterious nefesh. When a Jew goes to a Chorban, Yosef Tzadik is also crying over all the years, without getting into fancy stuff, without Rashi, just crying over all of the years of being apart from his family, all of the years of being lonely. And with all, all of that, Yaakov says there's only one answer. It's Kriyishma. Hashem HaKenoshem That's the only way. Kriyishma. Pashas Vayechi. On the English calendar, December 23, 1939. Those are the years of life. Why is this Pasha closed? In other words, it doesn't have the usual indentation, the paragraph to begin. 
So when it's all, it's all closed, means it's one block. There's no opening. There's no indentation. Why is it closed? Stuma. The fisher came and she nifted Yaakov Avinu. That once Yaakov was nifted, nistemu einayim velibam she Yisrael mitzaras hashibud. She schilu l'shadim. That after Yaakov Avinu died, the eyes and the hearts of the Jewish people began to shut close because of the tsaras hashibud, because of the difficulties of the slavery. She schilu l'shadim. The Egyptians began to be mishabedans. The va'acha she bikesh legalis is akates. Rashi says another shot. Chazal says that Yaakov wanted to tell us to tell the children when Mashiach was going to come to be Megal of the Kates, Levanov, Venista Mimenu, and it became closed, hidden. You couldn't see it. That's what Rashi says. So Rashi is giving two reasons. Why is it that the parasha is a closed parasha? It's stuma. It doesn't have that opening at the beginning, the indentation, the air, the opening. So the Tupshatim is that. It's stuma because the eyes and the hearts of, the, of his children began to, his grandchildren, his family began to close when he died. And the Shibud began. And the second thing is that his own Ruach HaKodesh, his own eyes, couldn't see anymore. He wanted to say when Mashiach would come, and then it was closed to him. It became, it became hidden and closed. He couldn't see it. So the Rebbe says, We need to understand He's going on the second pshat in Rashi. Ha'im chas v'chalil lo'in esmala b'akosh as Yaakovinu chas v'chalil? Is that possible? That Bikesh l'galos is a kates? That Yaakovinu wanted to be magal of the kates? He wanted to... He wanted to tell them about Mashiach? V'nistam imenu? And what he asked for, what the tzaddik asked for, wasn't given to him, that it was taken from him? That he had the eyes to see, and then suddenly he became dark and he couldn't see? Could that be? Yaakov gives a bracha to Yosef, and he says, That Hashem, before whom, before whom my father, grandfather went, the Rebbein Shalom, the Hashem who has, been, who has been watching over me and taking care of me from the beginning until this day, HaMalach HaGoy Olisimi Kolra, the Malach that has redeemed me from all evil, Yevarach should give a bracha to the, to the children, to Ephraim and to Menashe, Yosef's children, and they should be called after my name and the names of my, answer, my father and grandfather, Avram Yitzchak v'yid gularay b'kerav arutz, and they should multiply like, like, <coughs> greatly like fish in the land. So the Zohar is medayik. V'haloy loy birchas Yosef rakis anarim. The Zohar has a very good dig in the pasuk. The pasuk begins with a varachas Yosef. But when you read the pasuk, Yaakov never gave a bracha to Yosef, right? Who did he give the bracha to? To who? Yosef's children. He didn't give the bracha to Yosef. But the passage begins, Vayivarach is Yosef. He didn't give the bracha to, the, to Yosef. Vlom is the Oymar Apostolic, Vayivarach is Yosef. So why does the Pasuk begin with Vayivarach is Yosef? He never gave a bracha to Yosef. He gave a bracha to Yosef's children. So the answer that the Zara gives, I think many of you 
know the answer intuitively. When you give a bracha to the children, it's the best bracha you can give to the father. So it says, Yosef. What was the bracha that Yaakov gave to Yosef? The biggest bracha is the bracha that he gave to Yosef's children. Because for the father, there's no greater bracha than it should be good for his children. That's what the Zohar says. The biggest, biggest bracha you could give to a parent is that, it's, is that it should be good for his children. There's no greater bracha that a parent could ever have. Therefore, when Yaakov gave a bracha to the children of Yosef, that was Yosef's bracha. That's the best bracha. That's what the Zohar Kodesh teaches. So now look what the Rebbe does with this. It's a famous Gemara in the first paragraph of Brachas. And a lot, a lot has been written about this Gemara. Yishmol b'ni b'archaini. The Gemara says that Rabbi Yishmol went into the, Rabbi Yishmol Kaingadl went into the Kodesh Kadashim and he saw Kivyachal, a, a, a vision of some sort of Hashem Baruch, whatever that is. And, and Hashem Baruch asked him, Yishmol b'ni b'archaini. He asked Rabbi Yishmol, Hashem asked Rabbi Yishmol for a bracha. Yishmol b'ni b'archaini. That, that's one of the most difficult Gemara's in all of Shas. Hashem's Baruch is asking for a bracha. Vomar, but Rabbi Shmuel gave a bracha. And he said, I want to give you a bracha, Hashem. That the Midas Arachim should roll over the Midas Adin. You should behave with your children in the Midas Arachimim. Then you should go lift the Mishur Sadin with your children. <coughs> and the Gemara there says that Nana Liberosha, that Hashem nodded his head to say Amen. But what bracha did Rabbi Shmuel give Hashem? He didn't give Hashem a bracha. The bracha that he gave Hashem, well, he did, but the bracha that he gave Hashem is that it should be good for your children. Right? That's why Rabbi Shmuel gave him a bracha. He gave the bracha that Rabbi Shmuel gave to Hashem's bracha was, he says, he's saying to Hashem, you're asking me for a bracha. I give you a bracha that your children should be able to have a good. Because when you give the children a bracha, that's the biggest bracha you can give to the father. So Rabbi Shmuel didn't give a bracha to Hashem. The bracha that he gave to Hashem was that he should be good to the children. In other words, that the children should have it good. That it should be good for the Jewish people. Because if it's good for your children, it's good for you. Because there's nothing that a father enjoys more than to see his children doing well. 
אבל כנזקה לאל. בירכס הבונן הוא בירכס האב. The bracha that's given to the children is the greatest bracha for the father. Ubirchas Yisrael, birchas Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and that's what Rabbi Shmuel is saying. That if you ask him Yisham for bracha, I give you bracha that it should be good for Jews, because if it's good for the Jews, it's good for you too. Birchas Yisrael, birchas Hakadosh Baruch Hu, means that whenever you and I give another Jew a bracha. We're not just giving it, we're giving the biggest nachasuach to Hashem as baruch. Because the biggest baruch you can give to Hashem is when you give a baruch to His children. There's nothing that Hashem wants more than it should be good for His children. When you give a baruch to, to another Jew, you're giving a baruch to one of Hashem's children. So you're giving a baruch to Hashem as baruch. Ula heipach. Yaakov Avinu. But then, of course, the opposite is. Kishenifta Yaakov Avinu. When Yaakov Inu died, and that's when the Tsaris began. Yisrael Nitnu B'Tsaru. And then the Tsaris of his children began after his death. Then Gam HaTayra Nistama. Then look what happens. Then it's not good for the Torah. The Torah becomes closed. The Torah becomes shut in. Because Pashas Vayichid is a Pashas Stuma. It becomes closed and shut. The Torah suffers. The Torah represents Hashem, of course. That's Hashem. When it's not good for the children, when Jewish hearts and Jewish eyes become closed and shut because of their tzaras, then kivyachol, the Torah becomes closed and shut. The Torah represents Hashem. The Torah becomes closed and shut. When the children are suffering, then the father suffers. When Yaakov died and the Jews began to suffer, then the Torah became closed. When Jewish eyes and hearts became shut closed because of tzaras, so then kivyochel, the Torah itself begins to shrivel up and close. That's the father. Then the Torah kivyochel is damaged. Something happens to the Torah. If it's not good by the children, if it's not good by Bnei Yisrael, then kivyochel is not good by the Rabbani Shalom. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Then the Rebbe says, he says a very, very, a very heartbreaking thing. He says, This is also our hope here. There's our hope here and now with what we're going through. That if our suffering below, of the children, us, suffering below, touches our Father and affects our Father above. That it damages the higher world because when the children are damaged and hurt, then Kivyachal, it's hurting above. Then Betach, then certainly Yoshienu Hashem, certainly Hashem will save us, Hashem will redeem us from our sorrow. Bikesh Lagalus is a case with Nistamimano. Yaakovino wanted to reveal the time of Mashiach, but it was taken from him, it was closed, he couldn't see it. But in this itself, he was alluding to the end, to Mashiach. That since the parish of 
became closed and shut. In other words, what's happening here is that the suffering becomes so great by the children that the father's eyes become closed. The father can't can't reveal the end anymore. He can't see Mashiach because when Jews lose hope and Jews are so broken and they're suffering, they give up hope in Mashiach, then the father, Yaakov, can no longer see the arrival of Mashiach. And so it is always. Kishiroyin Shatsaras Mizgabras when the Tzaras becomes so strong, so terrible, Ad to the point that the Torah is shutting down. And all the yeshivas, all the bat all the shtiblach, and all the yeshivas and the shuls are locked, are shut closed. That's what was happening at that time in Warsaw. That means that the pagam, that means that it's not only that Hashem's children are suffering from hunger and from sickness and from death and so on, but the Torah is also suffering because all the yeshivas are closed down. All the shuls are shut down. That means that the suffering of the children is the suffering of the Father. Because the Father's world is the world of the yeshivas. Hashem's world is the world of Torah. The yeshivas, the batimidrashas. So what the Rebbe is saying is, Shalom, no one can learn anymore. No one can daven anymore. The, the, the Germans are closing down everything. Yiddishkeit's being shut down. The Torah is being closed off. The Torah has become stuma and chasuma. That means that there's damage that's taking place above. The damage of the children, the pain of Jewish children, is the pain of the father. The pain that Jews are experiencing in their lives is being experienced, and that's is being experienced above, and that's manifested, that's expressed in the closing down of the yeshivas of Torah. The Torah is shutting down. Yiddishkeit is being shut down. Hashem's world is being closed off. So our pain is reaching you. The Rebbe was saying this to the Jews to give them chizik, to give himself chizik. This itself, therefore, is an Indian of, Mish- of the time of Mashiach. That's what the Rebbe is saying. Yaakov Inu could no longer say the date of Mashiach's arrival, but he was describing what's going to be before Mashiach comes. What's going to be before Mashiach comes is that the pain of the children is going to be felt by the Father in such a way. <clears throat> that when our eyes and our hearts are being closed because of our tzaras, that it's going, to lead to the, it's going to lead to the closing down of Yiddishkeit, which is a tzara that is felt kivyachal all the way above. That Hashem's Torah is suffering. That the world of Hashem is being closed and shut. And that's a sign that Mashiach is near. That's a sign that, that Mashiach is going to come. Should be zayich to be able to see that. Should be able to see it. Our eyes and our hearts should be able to see it. We'll dive a little bit earlier. We dive marv now. We have a minion.
how it is.